the Ticat Audio Network. This is Speaking with the Enemy. Well, we're still about 15 minutes away from kickoff between the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Montreal Alouettes. This is a Tiger Cats pregame presented by Active Green and Ross. And as you heard, we are now speaking with the enemy. Uh, the enemy just happens to be Marco Bruyette. He's a radio analyst for the Montreal Alouettes. And, uh, you know, Marco, when you look at this game for the Alouettes, you know, they're they're two and four. They got the Red Blacks kind of chomping at their the, the back and they they got the tie cats ahead of them and then there are goes this is a big game for them isn't it yeah and the alouettes are embarking on a five game stretch or they did last week on a five game stretch against eastern opponents that i think is really going to sh- help shape the playoff picture as we continue moving forward in this shortened season and they already dropped the first of those five games against the Argos last week. So very important for them to come into Tim Hortons Field today and try and get a win uh, against these hot Ticats. Very similar stretch coming up with the Ticats, and they've already started. There's been some changes on the coaching staff in front office. Do you expect to see, uh, you know, a, a defense that hasn't shown anything on film yet, a completely different overhaul in the defensive structure? Or, or how do you see it playing out with the new changes? Well, you know, that change kind of caught me a bit off guard because I felt that since the beginning of the season, the Alouette's, you know, four-man pass rush had actually improved compared to what we had seen uh, in 2019. One of their biggest struggles during that 2019 season was getting pressure on the quarterback, especially when not bringing any added uh, men to the rush, like linebackers or or, or defensive backs. But so far this season, uh, that looked like it was an area that they had improved on. And so it makes me kind of wonder if perhaps there was something going on behind the scenes. But uh, all the the coaching changes aside, uh, I would like to see the Alouette able to fit put a bit more pressure on opposing quarterbacks. We saw it in Toronto whenever they gave McLeod Bethel-Thompson too much time. He was able to stretch the field and and find some open receivers. And I also would like to see them get away from that three-man pass rush. They like in second and long situations to have three down linemen drop nine guys in coverage. But you can only do that you know, when you've got three guys who are capable of putting pressure on the quarterback, we saw Winnipeg do it last night with Jackson, Jeffcoat, and Willie Jefferson, uh, you know, on each end of that line. Their defense has the ability to make those calls, but on, until the Alouettes can improve that three- and four-man pass rush, I think they need to get away from those defenses in second-and-long situations. Uh, William Stanback just having an absolutely fantastic season, averaging more than 100 yards per game, uh, coming off back-to-back 100-plus-yard games. Uh, you know, the only game where he was really shut down was against the Ticats, where he only had 40 yards on 12 carries. How do you feel like they adjust the offense to try and get him kind of more get, get him going more here uh, because we've seen when he's on and he's playing well the Alouettes are dangerous but like I said we've seen the Ticats shut him down too yeah you're absolutely right you know the, the Ticats are the only team this so far this season that has been able to slow down uh, Will Standback so I think it'll have to be a focus for the Alouettes to get him involved early. And if it's not necessarily running inside because the Ticats front seven uh, is very stout, led, you know, with Ted Laurent in the middle, Dylan Wynn, uh, and there's that linebacking core with Santos Knox, and obviously Simone Lawrence is coming off a CFL Player of the Month uh, performance. They're going to have to try and establish that run early on. And if not, 
not get away from it. We stick with it or perhaps try and find more ways to get Stan back involved, whether that's releasing him out of the backfield, setting up some screen passes, just finding ways to get the football in his hands because he's such an integral part of the Alouette's offense. Yeah, that offense has certainly put up some big numbers this year. And how have you seen the development of Vernon Adams Jr. Uh, so far this season? You know, it, it, it's been quite frustrating. And because coming into this 2021 season, what I wanted to see was Vernon Adams Jr. take that next step in his decision-making and his consistency. And early on in this season, uh, you know, he showed flashes of having matured as a quarterback, making better decisions, taking care of the football. But every now and then, it's like he forgets all of that, and he takes two steps back, and he'll throw a ball, you know, into double coverage where, where it doesn't need to be thrown. And so I would like to see a lot more consistency out of him. And he also had some accuracy issues in that short to intermediate uh, passing game. You know, a lot of times balls thrown behind receivers, uh, not allowing them to make a play on it or allowing a DB who may have lost leverage uh, to gain it back, you know, due to uh, an inaccurate throw. So I would like to see Vernon Adams Jr. be more consistent and continue converting those routine plays uh, in order to bring some stability to this offense. Yeah, I was talking about it with uh, Sean Campbell on the uh, the podcast edition of Speaking with the Enemy this week. Of course, your partner in the booth, and you know, he, he really touched on that the consistency. And like you said, it's those it's those like five to seven yard like slant passes that really kind of seem to catch him off guard he just they just he just seems to struggle do, you, do do they have to change anything or is that just something that that Vernon Adams is going to have to learn how to do if he's going to want to be kind of the next level here in the CFL elite quarterbacks yeah I think that's an issue that Vernon Adams Jr. Uh, is going to have to address himself because the, the play calling there the execution from the other 11 guys on the field is there, but it's just the pass that's, you know, that, that's slightly off, that, that's just not there. And you look at a football team that actually leads the league in second down conversions uh, at 55%, no other team in the league above 47%. So I can imagine that if they can hammer down those details and they can get those routine plays done, uh, they could probably push that over the 60% uh, rate. Weeks back when uh, Montreal, when Hamilton visited Montreal, we spoke a bit about the offensive line and how uh, Jameson was new moving into the center position and how you said the, the guards were the mainstays, uh, the, kind of the anchors of that offensive line. Um, how have you seen the development within that line itself? And, uh, you know, we talked about, a little bit about Tony Washington on the left tackle last, last time, a former Ticat, as well as Landon Rice on the right tackle, former Ticat, but... Uh, specifically on the inside, how do you find those guys are gelling this year and uh, how has the defensive pressure been up the middle? I think they've done a fantastic job along that offensive line, giving up the fewest sacks in the CFL so far this season. Now, some of that is due to the escapism and the abilities of Vernon Adams Jr., who on a regular basis we see work his magic to get away from uh, from would-be tacklers in the offensive backfield. But that offensive line has done a tremendous job. They're able to run the football, uh, you know, notwithstanding that uh, that game about the Ticats with against the Ticats that we spoke about earlier. Uh, but this is a unit uh, that's doing a great job uh, week in, week out, and I expect them to, to continue growing um, and gelling along that offensive line as we keep moving forward in this 2021 season. 
Yeah, I'm glad you said that. It's the same thing I've been noticing. And that looking back at that last game against the Tiger Cats, um, there wasn't a lot of pressure up the middle, but what what they were doing, what that solid defensive interior, like you mentioned, was doing is kind of plugging all those holes and forcing uh, the bounce out. Uh, and the linebacker, the speed of the linebackers for the Ticats was able to to rally and uh, not let Stanback get his his shoulders north and south. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some some type of misdirection or trickery in, in that offense. To to uh, have you seen any of that this week, or can you share that information? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll keep that close to the vest. But I I agree with you. You know, I don't think the traditional uh, zone inside zone blocking scheme that the Alouettes have had success with so far this season is going to cut it against this tie cats front. What I would like to see out of them is perhaps some more pulling offensive linemen. They've got a lot of athleticism in that inside three uh, with Jamison, Matt, and Gagnon. So maybe get those guys out in front of Sandback, try and capture the edge and allow Stanback to build up ahead of steam as he gets downfield. Because like he said last time they played these Ticats, the Ticats were able to stuff those gaps, force Stanback to chop his feet, lose his momentum, and they use the, use, they use the speed of their linebackers uh, to chase him down for short gains or even tackles for loss. Um, obviously, the, the Montreal Alouettes are going to see kind of the, the Ticats at their – Coach Orlando Steinauer called it their most complete this week. Uh, how much do you think that's going to throw them off with Jeremiah Masoli, Braylon Addison, and Brandon Banks in the lineup uh, for the Ticats today? Yeah, it's a little worrisome for that Alouette defense. I mentioned what the Argos were able to do when, the, when their quarterback was given time to find his men downfield. I think this is a much more talented offense that the Ticats have, especially with the return of Braylon Addison. Brandon Banks makes his way back onto the roster. And obviously the most important part of that offense, Jeremiah Masoli back under center. Not to say that Dave Watford didn't do a great job managing football games. Uh, and doing some good work for the Ticats. But it wasn't that explosive offense that we're used to seeing uh, when Masoli or, or Evans is at the helm. So I think it'll be quite a challenge for the Alouettes today if they're not able to get consistent pressure on Masoli and allow Addison and Banks to run wild on the field. All right, one sentence or less. The Alouettes will win this game if? They can run the football. Just as easy, easier said than done against this Ticats defense, but uh, great piece there. Mark, thanks, Marco, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. That's Marco Brietti. He's a radio analyst for the Montreal Alouettes. Okay, we're still about 10 minutes away from kickoff here. Coming up, we'll have the uh, Car Star Keys to Victory, uh, and we'll get today's starting lineup. All coming up here on the Ticats Audio Network. You're listening to Tire Cats pregame presented by Active Green and Ross on the Ticats Audio Network. <laughs> 